You're in a relationship and you feel stuck, almost like addicted going back to that person over and over. You're not sure, how do I get out? What is going on? Why do I feel crazy? Why do I feel obsessed? Why do I know that this person is toxic for me, but I still love them, I still care about them, I still wanna be with them even though they hurt me. Today we're gonna talk about the trauma bond, breaking it down to have you understand what it actually is, why it actually matters for you to know this and what to be able to do to be able to move through it. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations and the creator of the 45-Day Clarity Challenge. You can access at claritychallenge.net, helping guide you through these steps, step by step by step, to get to the place where you're ultimately free from the toxicity, from the narcissist, from the mindset, from the things that are pulling you back time and time again. So what is a trauma bond? When we talk about trauma bond, I want to break it down in a, in a small sense just to give you a quick idea. Trauma bond is this idea of an addiction to another person. This is what it feels like. It feels like an addiction to another person, oftentimes resulting in this like pain of like, I don't know what to do without this person. Sometimes we'll see pieces of codependency come out of it. We'll see this different pieces of attachment come out of it. See all different types of things. But if you lump it all together, I want you to kind of just consider with me for a moment this aspect of addiction. Okay, addiction to another person. Now, this person could be hurting you, could be belittling you, could be putting you down, could be making you feel completely insane, but there's still this, ah, I still want to be with them. I still want to interact with them. I still love about them. They're still the father of my child. Like I still want to connect with them. And it makes sense because of all the amount of time and investment that you've put into this person, all the love and the care that you put in this person, and it still leaves you stuck and hurting at the same time. What does the trauma bond look like? Okay, I break it down this way. Hope and potential is number one. Hope and potential that this person is going to change. Like you keep hearing him say, I'm going to get better. You keep hearing him say, I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop doing that. You keep hearing him say different things, but you don't actually see any change. But what it does is it locks you into this hope idea of thinking maybe this will happen. Maybe there's a possibility that it could end up changing, that we could end up getting back to the version that we used to be, the, the connectedness, the, the, the love, the aspect that he made me feel like the best thing ever. Maybe we could actually get back. To this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And the thing is, this maybe sells you into a possibility. It sells you into this concept that something could happen. This is the same thing that will bring about this addiction piece that you see in people that like to gamble or even even drugs of looking for the next high or, or someone who's like playing the lottery, looking like there's a possibility, let me just try. And that trying has them try over and over and over again because there's just a slim chance of there being a possibility of reward at the end. People will work a ton harder for a possibility, for a chance for something to possibly work out than they will for a sure thing. And the hard part is when you mix in love and care and affection and abuse and all these different things, people work harder and harder to get that validation, to get that approval, to help them continue to grow into a connected relationship. The hard part is if the other person is not invested, you're just looking at potential. 
potential is someone that's just sitting there and they have this idea, they have this concept, they have this uh, this piece of their life that could be maximized, that could grow, that could be amazing. And you're like, I see it. Can you not see it? Like, I see it. I see how you could be great in business. I see how you could be great as a great dad. I see how you could be great as a great husband. I see how we've been great together. Why can't you see it? And you take your time and your energy to try to convince and tell this person, hey, this is what I see. But they don't seem to get it. And it doesn't seem to change anything. And so this piece of hope and potential are the first things that lock you into the piece of the relationship. Then you move into the aspect of cognitive dissonance. And cognitive dissonance is where you are stuck in between a rock and a hard place. Now, this rock and a hard place might be, if I make this decision, I'm going to get abused. If I make the decision, I'm going to get yelled at. If I make this decision, I'm going to get the silent treatment. If I make this decision, I'm going to hear about it for the next week. If I make this decision, I'm going to be in trouble. So it could be like that, of like, I don't know what to do. Cognitive dissonance leaves you in the middle of a rock and a hard place between two opposing ideas, two opposing thoughts. Easiest way to break this down is what do I actually believe? Do I believe his words or do I believe his actions? Which one do I actually connect with? Which do I actually go towards? Which do I actually adhere to? And the hard part is when you have two opposing thoughts, oftentimes a person comes up with a third thought to make it seem justifiable. Well, he's just struggling with his communication. Like, like he's just going through a hard time. Like he, he's just emotionally immature. And as a result, he just hasn't grown past this yet. We just haven't figured it out. We just have communication problems. And oftentimes when you look at that at a glance, it seems like it could be a real possibility. Until we start looking at the actual facts of the situation and realize it doesn't even match up. Even if he is emotionally mature, immature, the aspect of what are the facts of how he's treating you, he's abusing you. He's being rude. He's being mean. He's belittling. He's discounting your feelings. He's yelling. He's screaming at you. He's gaslighting. He's, he's doing all these different things. These are facts. But oftentimes we want to justify it and be like, no, it can't be that. It can't be that. Cognitive dissonance inside of a romantic relationship oftentimes looks one of three ways. One of the ways is, well, to lay it out first, like the, the cognitive dissonance piece in a romantic relationship. Think of it this way. Think of the person that says they love you, looking at you and saying, hey, I love you, and then slapping in the face. I love you, and then slapping in the face. I love you, and then slapping in the face. Think of that over and over and over again. This is what's happening in the toxic relationship. This is what's happening on a day-to-day basis for you, where his words and his actions do not match. And over a period of time, it will start to sell you into a certain lie, into a certain belief that will leave you stuck. One of those lies would be this aspect of worth. And you start to tell yourself, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough because of how he's treating me. Because he says he loves me, but he's hitting me. He says he loves me, but he's abusing me. So it must be me. It must be that I'm not good enough because of how he's When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply treating me. 
That's one of them. The other one is the aspect of like, this must be the price that I have to pay. When you drive and you get to an interstate that has a toll road, you're like, well, this sucks. Like GPS didn't route me a different way. I guess this is just what I have to do. Whether you like toll roads, whether you don't, either way. And you have to go through this toll to be able to pay a price, to be able to pay whatever tax or levy on the road, to be able to maintain the road or whatever else they use it for. And you go through because you're paying a price to be able to move from point A to point B. And so you think inside the toxic relationship, this is just the season of life I have to go through. This is the things I have to give up or have to change about myself or I have to pay to survive, to get to the love that's there to get to the version of us that actually was connected, that had that hope, that had that potential. And you start to sell yourself into the idea thinking, this is just the price I have to pay. This is the toll I have to go through in order to get to the version of us that I used to have. The version of us that we used to be. So you sell yourself into that. And with this cognitive dissonance piece of I love you, and then slaps you in the face, I love you, and slaps you in the face, it starts to tell you these things, that this is all you're worth, that this is the price you have to pay, and that this is what love is. Oftentimes having you think, this is the version of love that exists. Maybe you already predisposed to this because of your upbringing, because of your childhood, because of the parents that you had in your life that didn't give you love, that didn't give you attention, that didn't give you affection, that gaslight, belittle you, and put you down because they were narcissistic as well. And then you move into this relationship and you're like, oh, this feels normal. This feels like home because it's what you think love is. And it's a difference in the description, the definition of love. But for you, it seems normal. All of these are different pieces that I'm trying to paint a picture of cognitive distance of how it leaves you stuck in the toxic relationship. And the last thing I'd say about the trauma bond, you've got the hope and potential, number one. Number two, you've got the cognitive distance. Number three is you've got intermittent reinforcement. This is like the glue that keeps you stuck. This is the stuff that keeps you coming back over and over and over. This is the stuff that keeps you stuck in the toxic relationship, thinking that the hope and potential is going to work and thinking and justifying on the stories you believe. Because the intermittent reinforcement is not just the good and the bad times, but it's, it's the highs and the lows. It's making you feel connected and pulling back. It's pushing you away and bringing you back in. It's a dance. It's a game that the narcissist plays with you to mess with your emotions, to mess with your mind, to break up and to hoover you back, to push you back and forth, to get you to a place where you're like, and it leaves you stuck. And it leaves you addicted. And it leaves you feeling obsessed. Sometimes even after breaking up from the relationship or getting out of the relationship, you're still going back over and over and over again. So what do we do about this? How do we actually work through it? The first aspect is being able to look and address simply at the facts. The facts start to break down the cognitive dissonance, which starts to break down the trauma bond. The facts have to be clear. And as you sit down, you start to write out the facts. You're like, what is the facts of the situation? This is how he's shown up. This is what he's done. This is what he's told me to do. I've done these things and it hasn't changed him. These are the facts. And as you get with those facts, you start to look at them. You're like, okay, do these facts actually justify the story that I'm telling myself? 
that idea that maybe he's emotionally mature. This is the price I have to pay. This is the thing I have to go through. Do these facts actually validate it? And you look at it and you're like, it doesn't feel like they do, but they kind of do, but they kind of don't. Go back to the facts. If you can, take like your logic hat, put your logic hat on, put your emotional hat to the side just for a couple minutes and go through factually, yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. How does he demonstrate love? How does he demonstrate care? How does he demonstrate respect? How does he demonstrate honesty? Yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. To get really clear on the facts. This is just to give you the awareness piece. This is just to open up your eyes of what might actually be true, what might not be true. And then we sit with it and we have to look at it and you're like, okay, this is what's going on. Man, I don't feel good about these facts. And this is the crucial point because at this point, this is where we've run into with cognitive dissonance where we're like, we'll come up with a different story. Take a pause and be like, wait a second. These are the facts. I don't like these facts. What do we need to do? At this point, you might be wondering, like, I have no clue what to do. I just identify that that's where I'm at. That's where I'm stuck. I want to encourage you that what we do at this point is help you change the story that you're telling yourself. The facts will set you free. But we have to know the facts. We have to see how you feel about them. And we have to make a decision for you to choose a different path than what you've chosen. For you to choose a different reality than the one you're believing that's not validated by the facts. This is how we help people rewire the story that they believe, the story that leaves them stuck in the toxicity and ultimately get them free from the toxic person, mentally, emotionally. If you want to know more about this, if you'd like to hear how it's changed multiple people's lives, go to claritychallenge.net. This is the system and the program that we put together to help people break free from the toxicity, to break free from the trauma bond, the hope and the potential, the cognitive dissonance, and the intermittent reinforcement. If I can show you how to break free, if I can show you how those people, they've got like seven people on that page at least that have sent in testimonials to have you understand how you can break free, would you want to know more? Go to claritychallenge.net today to start your journey.